You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Excited to share this episode with you today. But before we do, I've got to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They've been a huge part of this podcast for the last few years. So the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have been sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And for daily updates, go to Oklahoma HOF on Instagram and give them a follow. Our other sponsor today is the Chickasaw Nation. Now, the Chickasaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. So a huge shout out to Governor Anatoby for supporting this podcast. It really means a lot. Our third sponsor is Diffie Ford Lincoln down in El Reno. Now, this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine, um, play a lot of golf together. I've bought my cars from them. Do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. This episode is presented by the Choctaw Nation. The Choctaw people have a rich history and a bright future. At the Choctaw Cultural Center, you can take part in a story 14,000 years in the making. Stroll through our immersive exhibits portraying Choctaw life from the moment our ancestors emerged from the Nani Wayhai in Mississippian homelands to the Trail of Tears, where we lost so many loved ones, and finally to the modern-day tribe making a positive impact on local communities throughout southeastern Oklahoma. Try your hand at our social dancing and stickball and learn more about our vibrant culture through demonstrations, workshops, and classes. The kids will have a blast in our Luxie Activity Center. The Choctaw Cultural Center is more than a museum. It's a living, breathing experience. Visit ChoctawCulturalCenter.com to plan your visit. This episode is brought to you by Hope is Alive. Hope is Alive exists to radically change the lives of drug addicts, alcoholics, and those who love them. Join us on August 11th at the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum for a celebration of hope featuring guest speaker Tim Tebow and musical artist Ben Fuller. Find out more and get your tickets at HIA10.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hoon here, host back with another episode, uh, bringing you a fairly athletic podcast today. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Benny Zuga is on the podcast, uh, founder, I guess, of Strike League, yes. uh, which is uh, flag football for high school uh, and under women yes. right, and girls. Yes. Um, so super pumped to dive into all that stuff. And, and I, I played flag football. I mean, I'm from the UK, right? So we never played football at all. <laughs> we played real football. Um, but I first played flag football in college, had an absolute blast doing it. It's a lot mm. of fun. Uh, and we always had like a powder puff game every year. The girls would kind of get involved as well. Um, and, and obviously a mutual friend of ours, Cody, reached out and said, hey, i got a guy you need to meet. Uh, he needs to come on the podcast and tell you about what he's doing. So we made it happen. Uh, so thank you for coming down. Thank you for having uh, me. appreciate it and ready to dive into the story. Uh, but before we do dive into the reason behind Strike League, tell me a little bit about you. Yeah, um, my name is Ben. Uh, uh, husband to a, a lovely lady named Mandy. Yeah. I got a, three girls myself. Um I'm a graphic designer by trade. Okay. Um, I lived in San Diego during my 20s, and it was a pretty formative time in my life where I got to um, 
learn the kind of person uh, who I wanted to be and the kind of father I wanted to be. I got to uh, get into a little bit of coaching and uh, it pretty much created this love for the game. Yeah. I used to play, I played flat, I played uh, a little bit of junior college football out there as well too, but okay. um, my coaching out there really solidified it more than just running around and catching footballs. Yeah. And so um, that pretty much is what led to my journey today. Okay, yeah. yeah. So so do you grew up in Oklahoma before you go I to did. San Diego? I did. Okay. Went to Edmond Santa Fe High School, graduated 2002, um, and I ended up out in San Diego. I had hold, an old high school coach who had a lot of connections in California, yeah. and he gave me a list of maybe 11 or 12 junior colleges. And I played in high school, but I didn't play well enough to get like a four-year scholarship so he was like, this is the next, next best thing, you know. And I sent all of my tape, my tapes to all of the kind of colleges out there. And I got two responses. Uh, one was from San Joaquin Delta College in Stockton, California. And the other one was from Grossmont College. And I'm, at the time, I'm 17. I've never probably, I've been out of the state maybe a handful of times, but yeah. never to California. And one question I had for both of them was, you know, how close are you, how close or far are you from the beach? <laughs> uh, so San Joaquin Delta College said, uh, we're about two and a half hours from the beach. And Grossmont College was like, uh, we're 30 minutes. Okay. I said, well, I'm going to go to San Diego then. Because yeah. to me, there's why well, go to California and not experience California. Right. So um, that's how I ended up at San Diego. I stayed roughly for like 12 years and um, met my wife. Um, she lived here. I was very fortunate that she happened to live right. in my hometown in yeah. Edmond. And we dated long distance for a couple of years and then we had this, okay, so what are we? <laughs> right. What are we doing? Yeah. What's the next step? We thought about her going out there and everything for her would have been like a step down career-wise, pay-wise. And she's like, why don't you come out here? And I still had friends and family out here. And I was like, all right, sure, let's do it. Yeah. So That's awesome. Yeah. So you grew up playing football. I assume you grew up playing a lot of other sports, but football yeah. is the one you kind of gravitated mostly towards. Um, I grew up playing basketball, but okay. I, my brothers and I were like the athletes of the group okay. of people that we played basketball with. And every single time we play, you know, um, two-hand touch or, you know, mm -hmm. tackle football, um, we were always far and away the best out of all of us. I was, was really a couple of athletes playing with a bunch of basketball players, playing football. <laughs> right. So then I was like, okay, why don't I actually play real football? Yeah. And out here, when you're playing um, seventh grade, this is the, like the first official grade that you can play for yeah. free outside of playing Pop Warner. So when I played, um, I had sprinter speed, and I just, I didn't really know how to play. I just... Yeah. Outran You're kids. Athletic, so you knew that you had something. <laughs> and I realized, oh, I'm I'm pretty decent at this. Yeah. So, uh, I was five nine, and you, of course you need to be tall to play basketball. Yeah. I mean, I was good and athletic, but I just wasn't tall enough to yeah. like get any whatever. And then I decided, you know, football's going to be my route. Sure. You know, so yeah, and yeah. I just took that and 
ran with it. Yeah. So you go to you go to San Diego, close to the beach, living the California lifestyle. Mm. It's seventy degrees every day. Yeah. It's much better than the Oklahoma winters. <laughs> uh, you know, you're going through all that, and and what was kind of like the educational route at that time? You you think you know I'm going to be a businessman, or, or did you think I'm going to be set on being a coach? Um. Well, I've always been an artist. I mm -hmm. could always draw. Um, and I knew I was, like, I knew in 1998, 99, 2000, like, I knew things were going to be digitized and sure. be computers. Like, well, how can I use my God-given talents yeah. and merge that with, you know, and I have did some research and realized, oh, graphic design is exactly that. Mm -hmm. So... I was at Grossmont College for three and a half years, um, and then I transferred to San Diego State, and I got my degree in graphic design three years after I transferred yeah. in 2009, in the middle of the recession. Like, <laughs> got, a, got a diploma, you know, switched the little tassel thing, and then had no job. Yeah. So that was when a good friend of mine, uh, Jason Factuar, I got a shout out to Jason, uh, we were junior college teammates, and he said, hey, this co this high school that I'm coaching at needs a freshman wide receivers coach. And I've always been involved in youth sports and mentoring and stuff, but I've never actually coached the, the sport that I, like, this is my sport, you know. So I just jumped at the opportunity. And, you know, I wasn't doing anything at the time because I was looking for a job and have a job. And uh, I started coaching. And instantly fell in love with it, and oh, at Valhalla High School. And fortunately for me, for us, the kids that we were coaching were actually pretty good. So yeah. it wasn't like that makes like, a huge difference. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I was like, you know, here's how to run this post, and they go in to do it exactly how you show. Like, this, this, this is easy, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, hey, good athletic kids, yeah. right? Not dealing with capitalism. Exactly. I mean, you have your yeah. Your, your, um, other you know, some kids who are yeah who need a little bit more help than others you know behavioral wise but um other than that, it was just a dream yeah and so I worked from 2009 to 2013 as a football coach at Valhalla and I started from freshman two years as freshman and then there was a coaching change after that second year and they bumped us all up to varsity and JV yeah and so the same kids we were coaching as freshmen were now juniors and seniors right. when we were the, the varsity coaches. And it was like four years of like yeah. really coaching and, and really grooming up these kids to be real uh, serious, real, really good, legit players. And we went CIF semifinals and quarterfinals. Yeah. And we were pretty good, seven and three records, seven and three records. And uh, it was it was a really fun if it wasn't for my wife, I'll probably be still there. Yeah. I'll still be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, so. I, I guess that's where you find your fire, right? You yeah. find your love and passion for the sport, and it's you know it goes far beyond just coaching kids, right? There's yeah. a lot more life mentor and all of the stuff. And, yeah. You know, you're, you're raising young, young adults at the time, and, yeah. you know, since for some of these kids, you might be a father figure and all that stuff. Like, there's so much more that goes into it <laughs> rather than just, hey, here's a play. Like, we're a group of guys together. We do this on the field. It, it's a lot more off the field than, yeah. and a lot more impact off the the field than you probably initially thought about too yeah I mean I mean exactly I'm still Facebook friends we still talk on the phone every once in a while once yeah. a year or a couple of times a year with a lot of these guys and now they're pushing 30 and there's some of them have kids they're getting engaged yeah. 
like they're moving on with their lives, but it's like, I remember you when you were 15, right. you know, and yeah. they followed my journey of, you know, I left with my girlfriend and now she's my wife and now we have kids and now we have a home and yeah. and some of them have came in to Oklahoma and, and visited us while we were here. That's all. And, and it's just, it's a lifelong bond yeah. that that's created within those three or four years. And, um, it's one of those things that I really cherish really close to my heart. And I just wanted to, I didn't want to get back into coaching until I found a similar situation that was like, this is worth it. Yeah. 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 So while you're in coaching then, and, and you know, you have, um, like, you know, you, you have a diploma in, in graphic mm-hmm. design, right. You know, yeah. and, and that kind of evidence going that way, but you can't get a job. Do you don't completely shelf graphic design or are you still kind of sketching and just kind of keeping the hobby on the I'm side? Still, I'm still trying to, I mean, San Diego is, is, is expensive. You know, I'm still trying to find internships, paid internships, uh, entry-level positions. And I found a couple of spots where I was working part-time concurrently and trying to coach sure. weeknights during the fall and, and, and late summer, yeah. fall. And I was grinding, just trying to make it happen, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's a time I look back on very fondly. And because I didn't give up on graphic design, I'm still doing it today. So it's one of those things where um, both are equally, you know, influential in my life. Yeah. Is graphic design kind of like just soothing to you? You just grab the pen and pencil and the pad and just kind of like, hey, let me just go. It can be. I mean, it's kind of like um, being in the Matrix where yeah. you can just kind of see all the, the code. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're not of the Matrix, you, you just see a regular, this pin or this water bottle or whatever. Yeah. But, like, if you can, if you're in the Matrix and you're in, you can see all the code, it's kind of like that where you just, yeah. this pamphlet I see, I know what it takes to create this pamphlet right there. Or I see a logo or I see an ad. And it's like, I, I know the back and forth that it takes to create that and um, how long it, it probably took to make that. Or, yeah. Um, how good a logo is or how bad a logo is or whatever you know it's just it's so prevalent Mm -hmm. it's all around us you know and if you're not aware of it it just goes over straight over yeah you're just like oh it's just a pamphlet it's a logo whatever it is right it's just you know you don't you don't realize the significance of it and you know, even a lot of, I think the one that comes to mind straight away is like the FedEx logo, right? With the arrow in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know there was an arrow in that FedEx logo until <laughs> yeah. somebody pointed it out to me. Yeah. You know? it's, all, it's a lot of subliminal stuff so in graphic design, things. how like people aren't aware about how much it can influence decisions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, that's the fun part about it. Right. You know, so yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. So, so you, you kind of have that conversation with your, your girlfriend, now wife at the time mm-hmm. thinking, you know, Hey, what are we like? Do you want, you know, let come back to Oklahoma cause, cause her coming to you, the job, you know, wouldn't have worked out. Mm-hmm. What happens then? You obviously, you know, you can't coach. So you come back here and you're thinking I'm going to go graphic design or are you thinking trying to find a coaching job? So, um, whenever we decided that I was going to come back, I said, um, I will come back, but I need to stay one more year. And she wasn't too happy about that. <laughs> and, I, and I did that because there was uh, one guy that I was coaching who ended up being one of the better players I've ever coached. You know, got a scholarship to a Division school, two school, John Todd. Got a scholarship to a Division two school, Humboldt University at the time. Um, 
played an all-star game, was MVP in an all-star game, and he was like one of my protégés. I, I, he came in, I was like, okay, I'm going to coach this kid up, really. I coached all of them up, but I knew this kid had something in him, and I couldn't leave at his junior year. So I was like, I got to stay. I got to see it through. Unfortunately, we graduated roughly 40 seniors that year, and we were terrible. We were trash. So we went. We were really good, really good, really good. And in his senior year, yeah. we just Which tanked. happens, right? You yeah, get it that. happens. Yeah. It happens. And the parents turned on us so quickly. They, we were so – the parents thought we were like the best coaching staff of all time. <laughs> Good job, guys. Good job, coaches. And then once we went one and nine, you guys suck. We, yeah, yeah, like are you guys watching this? Like, we had open letter written, oh, and like we just all it was the worst. Yeah, but like coaching sessions was just so funny because we like we were getting ran through. We just can't do right. anything about it, and yeah. we're just laughing in the in the film film room. Like, <laughs> what can we do? You can't do anything else, you know. All we can try to do is have fun at this point, right? <laughs> exactly, Let's exactly. just get everyone some game time. Yeah. Like, yeah. But my guy played well enough to get into the All Star game. Gotcha. He played well in the All Star game. He got a scholarship off of his efforts in the All Star game. Yeah. And I felt, I don't. He did all the work, but I felt like it was a full circle moment. After that ended, um, loaded up my 99 Chevy Malibu, and we drove, took two days to drive back home. Yeah. Um, had a job lined up that fell through, and I lived at my parents' house for roughly a year until um, we think things got you know, much better, mm-hmm. and then I moved in with her. And after that... A few months later, you know, proposed, and roughly almost yeah. a year later, we got married. Sought the life then, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. So, so her and I, we were already in our early 30s, mm-hmm. and we knew what we wanted. Yeah. It was each other, and we knew, like, we didn't, we knew we wanted kids. We knew we didn't want to have one of those 10-year honeymoons. Uh-huh. Um, so it was, it Things kind of happen pretty quick, but I wouldn't have changed any other way. Yeah, yeah. once you know, you know, right? Exactly. Like, once you find your person yeah. and you're kind of aligned and like, great, like, let's have a family. And yeah. you have three daughters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are the ages? Um, six, six, and 22 months. Twins? 22 months, yeah. Yeah, but you have twins, the six, they're mm-hmm. twins. Mm-hmm. That's special. So we had, First time is special, yeah, we too, had right? twins. <laughs> We had twins in 2017. We okay. had another set of twins that miscarried in 2019. Sorry to hear that. I um, appreciate that. Um, and then we had Vera. We had Sia and Zara. Yeah. And then we had Vera, who's now 22 months. So okay. um, I spent my whole life when I was being cognizant of knowing that I wanted to be a father. Uh-huh. And I, like as a man, you're always thinking about like okay, when I have my sons, like my dad had yeah, three sons right. and a daughter, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to pop out a couple of sons yeah. to regards. Uh, we're going to be football players, you know. I'm going to teach them, you know. Right. And I played football, I ran track, played basketball, you know. I, I'm like, oh, whatever pitfalls I had, I'm yeah. going to navigate them out of it, and they're going to go further than me. Let me have five girls straight off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Five girls straight off the bat. So, uh, like my relationship with my children in football, yeah, um, changed because it went from like I'm gonna coach them, yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna gonna train, 
Um, they're going to be really good. And it, it went from that to, okay, I guess we can watch OSU football. We can watch NFL on, you know, on Sundays. I can keep her up to date. You know, I keep them. And then um, I saw um, this video of Mike Evans, the wide receiver of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, handing out scholarships to high school athletes in the Tampa Bay region. Yeah. Um, and some of those scholarship recipients were girls. And I'm like, well, girls play football in Florida? I had no idea. So I Googled it, and it turns out they've been playing football since 2002, like in the state. Like, like flag football is a sanctioned sport in Florida, has been since 2002, and it's, it's its own culture out there. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. Like if you're from Oklahoma, right? We, we don't. How would you know? We don't have. We're not as progressive as most right. coastal places when it comes to both genders participating in yeah. the same things. So I just went down this rabbit hole of like girls' flag football. Yeah. And I'm like, how can I be a part of this? How can I volunteer? This this was a spark that lit for me, and I'm like, I want. I will, I will get back into coaching to do this. I didn't want to go start at some sure. random over high yeah, school yeah. and like start from the ground up and work Breathe another five, again. six yeah. years to get to where I was. But this, I'm willing to volunteer for this. I don't need to get paid. I'm willing to help and show up a couple of times a week and, and do this. And I, and I did research and I just couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. The most I could find was like I-9 leagues where... If you're if you're a girl, you can play in co-ed because when you're eight nine, you know the difference between strength and speed is is not, much, is right? not much at all. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, I I want to do something that's just for girls, and we don't have that here. Yeah. So now we do. Now we do. Yeah. Now we do. Yeah. What did your wife think when you when you came across this idea? Um. She's proud. Yeah. She's happy. Um, there are some times where um, she was she was worried. Sure. You know, any 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 spouse, mm-hmm. rightfully so, would be worried about like putting your heart on your sleeve and and going out there and trying to you know make things happen and getting rejected. But um, she's you know proud of my efforts. I'm grateful for her. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just like the unknown, right? You're like, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm going into the unknown and I'm going to go set up a business and yeah. I know and do this. And yeah, you know, it, it, you know, eventually it's going to be for my girls. Um, but it might not be for my girls, right? Like, who knows? If they might not even want to do football, right? They yeah. want a puppy or a pony or something else. Exactly. But at the same time, like just that thought and that idea of, you know, I'm going to go out on my own and, and set this up. It's, you know, it's a big task and, and obviously it takes time and it, you know, it, it sometimes because you're putting more time into this, you might take time away from your relationship and being a father and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like something has to give. Yeah. Um, but, you know, having the support of a spouse in that is, is super important. So. It is it's super important. It's major. And I have her support. Yeah. And right now our kids are six. They attended their first practice that we had a session I shouldn't call it practice but a session and I realized they don't have the attention span sure yeah we're going through through warm ups you know calisthenics and stretching and stuff like that dynamic stretching and by the time it was almost 
almost 90 degrees. Yeah. Sweats, like, beating off their foreheads. Daddy, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> it's like... My own daughters, the girls that are here are, are gung ho about it, but my own daughters have stabbed me in my back. I was yeah. like, all right, well, well, if you can go and you know sit, my my mother was there in attendance, and uh, I was like, go over there and you know hang out with grandma real quick. I said, okay, and I, I didn't want to like yeah. be like, come on, you know, just yank him back in there. No, right. I just wanted them to let them know that it's okay; they can yeah. relax. They don't have to do this yet. Yeah. You know, so. It, it is tough, like being the son or the daughter of the coach, yeah. right? Like, because yeah. you always get treated. You, you know, you yes, there are cases where they get the best treatment, right? But mm. you know, if you have a, a parent that that has the awareness that, like, hey, I don't want the other kids to think that I, my kids are getting the best treatment. You're yeah. all, you're you're harder on the kid because you have to prove a point, right? Yeah. My dad yeah. was our soccer coach, same way. Yeah. Uh, and our golf, you know, kind of our golf kind of coach as well. So, yeah, it was, you know, I, I know exactly how that feels, yeah. being the, being under that, being under, you know, they, coaching. They were, they, I don't know if they have a grasp of um, team sports yet. Sure. Because they thought we were just out there just playing, running, around. Yeah. running uh-huh. around. And I'm like, no, this is serious now. We're here to actually learn something. Compete. And compete. And I didn't want the other girls to be like, no, like. Why is he treating them this right. way or that way? As I was like, okay, go ahead, you know, yeah, you know, you you can uh, go over there and hang out with grandma for a little bit, yeah, you know. So, so, so looking forward, then, what what is like the idea, the plan, the vision of you know just youth development, development for for girls in sport, and mm-hmm. just kind of like that roadmap of why, you know, it's not just because there is a need for this. Like there is, you know, there's a lot of things that that go in line with this as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like building competitiveness and learning how to lose and win and put time in you know and practice stuff like that like there's so many life lessons from sport and you know I'm a kind of we could talk about it all day and but for me like the fact that people don't keep score drives me nuts you know like it's we should be breeding competitive kids (laughs) yeah Um, but yeah I mean just tell me a little bit about kind of like the plan the roadmap and and where you want to take it um there's three phases is what we're doing right now okay what we want to do in um the near future and the end goal. And what we're doing right now is we're just holding sessions to lift up the floor of everybody's understanding of football. Uh-huh. You know, trying to close a gap between guys and girls. Most guys, you said you were from the UK, uh-huh. like most guys here, football's on the TV all the time. Yeah. Always. Even in the off season, football's on the TV. Yeah. And there's you just learn through osmosis. You just learn through throwing around the football on the field and playing which on on the playground. And and girls aren't invited into those circles. And um, so even when you start at the beginning, yeah. never played before, you know certain things. You certain things you can and can't do. Um, and we're just trying to close out that gap, teaching girls how to throw, teaching girls how to be competent in catching, Teaching girls how to you know run routes, how to pull flags, uh, taking pursuit angles on defense to stop big breaks and big touchdowns and whatnot. We're just teaching them the basics right now, and we're and I'm also implementing things that are you know fun to where it's not just we're not out there running wind sprints and doing ladder drills and like this is not like we're not trying to send girls to college right now. This is 
like let's have fun bring your friends if you got cleats bring them because it'll help yeah um bring some water and like we're just gonna learn the game um in the near future i hope to have leagues in the in the spring of 2024 um and originally this was for high school age girls but what I'm realizing is that the opposite is happening, is that the most attention that this is getting is from um, the elementary and middle school girls. They are the ones who are actually, hey, I want to do that. And high school girls, if you speak to them on a one-on-one level, they'll say yes. But when the rubber meets the road, they, they're kind of afraid to stick out their necks and yeah. like be the first. Mm-hmm. If their friends aren't out there, or if there isn't a crowd of other high school girls already enjoying it, um, yeah. they're kind of weary of, of being the first or being alone. Mm-hmm. But the middle school girls don't care, which is like, okay, well, so now I have to do a complete 180, yeah. and this is now something for, this is for all girls, but I have to service the ones that are showing up. Right. Um, so this is, the hope is to have league games for the high school girls by spring of 2024 but hopefully it's going to be elite games for whoever's there so if there's a contingent of fifth sixth and seventh graders that are there and there's several teams for that those age or grades then this will be a league for them yeah but i'm still trying to court the 16 and 17 year olds the problem i'm facing is a lot of them are already um um I won't say shy, but they're already kind of specialized at that time. Their parents have been paying thousands for um, soccer yeah. or basketball, basketball, or you know, travel, Track, yeah. travel, uh, volleyball, or yeah. softball. They already have something in mind as far as their future goals of uh-huh. getting a college scholarship and playing this experimental flag football is not it. Right. Uh, and I'm trying to break that sure. mindset. Um, and down the line, hopefully we can have something to where, in Oklahoma City, there's one in Oklahoma City, and Edmonton is participating in it. There's one out in um, Piedmont, there's one out in Yukon Mustang, Dell City, and we have a city championship, and it's... Right. You know, it's just a whole thing throughout the entire metro. Yeah, and that so. kind of follows the model of like kind of like the soccer does, right? Like mm-hmm. your leagues and people travel, and, and yeah. you know, it's just growing that. And mm-hmm. um, you know, is it so? Is there is there already guys leagues for this stuff? There are guys leagues. Yeah, flag football guys leagues. There are, but tackle football already takes sure. precedent. There, I mean, if guys are playing flag they're probably most likely just playing seven on seven in the offseason okay. with their respective high schools Makes sense. so what i hope for this is that the ossaa will see flag football as a viable option yeah. for girls sports and add it to where you can go to edmund santa fe you can go to edmund north deer creek yukon or whatever and sign up and play for your team play for state championships strike league will be an entity mm-hmm. that acts as an aau or a club arm sure to where whenever that your season for the school ends and you still like it so much, yeah. you can come and play a strike league. So it's know. important for you to just build that relationship with the high schools as well, then not just your own in the summer like yes. to help get the word out because that's effectively where you're going to recruit from, yeah. get the kids involved, and mm-hmm. you know they go home to mom and dad say, hey, I want to play flag football with strike yes. league. Yes. Yeah. 
and, and that's what I'm trying to do. And if that doesn't happen, then I'm just going to ride these middle schoolers until they become high schoolers. And then. Yeah. Eventually then, it'll grow up. Right? Yeah. And yeah. eventually we'll get there. So yeah. we'll see. What's the, um, you know, kind of the sales pitch then, I guess, for, for convincing kids to come do flag football over, you know, because it's, it's the one thing that, that, that is good out here for both men and or boys and girls, men and women, is there is an abundance of sport on either side. Right. Mm. Like, you know, the girls have volleyball, softball, tennis, you know, soccer and all those things. And obviously the guys have baseball, basketball, you know, football and all that stuff as well. Mm. Like adding this like what is kind of some of the benefits to you know flag football as far as like youth development growing up and hand-eye coordination and athlete, you know like they how do you convince them to come over and play with you is, is kind of what i'm asking well this has been a sport that has been just just excluding women for nearly 100 sure. years um and i believe it is probably the best team sport there is and I mean, it's it's America's true yeah. pastime. I mean, we always say it's baseball, but really, if you really look Nobody at it, nobody watches baseball. I mean, they do, but you know. yeah, they do. But it's not it's not in the way that right. they they, they yeah. we worship football. And yeah, I think it's time for them to participate in that, and they see that. Yeah. Like especially if you're playing good football, winning football, you know, people will want to come out and support that. Um, it's just a fun there is no other sport where you have your brothers to your left and to your right of you and you're just playing everybody has their role and this person might not be able to do something that this person can do but you have to rely on this person to do what they're supposed to do so that you guys can reach the, the end goal and win the game and I don't think any other sport has it that way like football and once they get a taste I'm positive yeah. that no it's yeah. for them and I know I'm just trying to get the diehards the girls who have always wanted to play never had an opportunity the girls who age out of you know elementary school once the guy has gotten a little bigger and there wasn't really an opportunity I'm trying to court those girls have those girls bring their your, their teammates their sisters their cousins yeah. and bring them out and have them realize oh this is a really fun game excuse me just really fun game to play right and um yeah I mean once they try it I'm positive that sure yeah, yeah, I mean there's not much I can really say but I just know I'm positive yeah. that once they try it it's, it's gonna be well worth their while it's gonna change mm -hmm what they think and perceive about sports in general, not alone football. Yeah. And I think the one thing that gives you, gives you hope as well, you know, is that like, there's a women's football team here, right? There is. That is very successful. Oklahoma you City know? later force football yeah. team. Yeah. So, you know, you, there's clearly, you know, they're going to have families and, mm -hmm. you know, if, they, if there's a their daughter or a son grows up and sees their mom out there, they're actually crushing it. We have a, we actually have a couple of them who are, yeah. are going to be instructors. Brilliant. Yeah. We're strike league. For, unfortunately, we've had, um, I try to organize the sessions every once every two weeks to allow for, you know, people's sure. uh, summer vacations and whatnot. And unfortunately, doing that lands on the days that they have games. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so if I, we had a game last week, we had a, a session last week, and then we have another session on the 8th of July. They had two games, their first playoff game and their second playoff game is going to be on the 8th. So yeah. they haven't been able to show up 
but they're with us in spirit, and whenever that ends, yeah, I'm once they win on Saturday next Saturday, yeah, they get to go to Canton and they get to play in the national championship game. Amazing. And then after that, um, I've always I just I wanted them to come not just to teach or instruct, but mm-hmm. to show that there is a space for them. Yeah, for for young girls. This is what the end of the line looks like. You can still be an adult and still play right. and still succeed and have them you know, give their testimony about yeah. participating in football and, and, and playing on a winning team yeah. and whatnot. So I'm sure know. there's a lot of dads out there with daughters that are thrilled about this as yeah, well. Right? I mean, I hope you so. I'm, I'm trying to reach the dads. I'm trying to reach the, the soccer moms. Yeah. I've reached a couple who, who've been spreading the word with their teams and that is, that has helped. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to reach guys like myself. Yeah. Who thought they were going to have sons and had a <laughs> bunch of, you know, uh, a clan of daughters. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, hopefully some of them are athletic. We throw them in here and see what they got. So. Yeah, uh, I think it's, you know, when you're a kid, you play a bunch of sports, right? Yeah. Generally, you play, you know, three, you know, sometimes more of that. And, and every season has a sport for it and sometimes multiple sports. So, uh-huh. you know, I think that's valuable to kids to, to not. Yeah, there's some cases where, you know, some kids just are going to be absolute phenoms and just dedicate themselves to a basketball or a baseball or Mm -hmm. a football and they're going to be professional athletes, right? No. The percentage of those kids are going to make it very small. So majority is that everyone's going to play something and that makes you a well-rounded athlete, builds character and all of that stuff. And, you know, adding this to the list is not something that... um, you know, it, it seems like it makes sense, right? Yeah. It's not something that's so far out there that like it's that no one's going to do it, right? Yeah. Clearly, there's a need for it already, and you're seeing success with it early on. So, yeah. you know, it's going to just build from here, which is super exciting. Yeah, and to your point of your earlier question, like if they add football to what they already do, it makes them better as an overall athlete. If you if you're just playing softball year round, you you know you're going to exhibit a little bit of burnout. You're not going to grow as an athlete, and you can have an offseason and come back in shape. You know, so it's one of those things where um, the more kids are doing, the better it is for them in the long run. They you know stay in school, and the graduation rates are up. Um, right. And there's more there's scholarship opportunities now. NAIA schools are 17 NAIA schools are offering scholarships. Right now for uh, girls' flag football. Wow! Yeah, that's amazing. And I don't think, I, and I think that's just the beginning. It's yeah. only going to be a matter of time before, you know, uh, FBS Division One uh-huh. starts to realize, okay, this is yeah. As more states adopted, this is going to be. This is not going anywhere, right. and we need to take advantage of it. Yeah, so that's amazing. I don't see why Oklahoma can't be an incubator of uh, incubator of of you know top national talent yeah the other thing that I mean I grew up in Wales right Wales is known for sheep uh, rain and yeah. rugby yeah so rugby is huge in Wales right and rugby is kind of the so full field of rugby is you know 15 aside they have seven on seven as well mm. which the USA are now very sevens. good at sevens yeah, yeah, yeah the USA are very good at because they basically recruited a bunch of sprinters that didn't make <laughs> the Olympics and said learn how to catch a football and you're a rugby yeah. ball and you're off yeah. um, but women's rugby's coming in too right and that mm. kind of women's rugby and um, you know flag football they, they can kind of parlay each other right they can kind of just mm. feed off each other and then, you know I, I graduated from Southern Nazarene up in Bethany and we have a men's and a women's rugby program now and mm. they're very very good at it yeah. you know it's something that when I graduated I'm like this is never going to happen 
happen, yeah. you know, and it happened very fast. And that's at university level. And, you know, like I said, there's scholarships and there's, you know, it, it's only a matter of time before this becomes a real thing. And yeah. like I said, if you've already got 17 universities, then you have a league and a championship and you just have to get there and travel to the games. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just, it, it's, a, it's coming. It's yeah. a wave. Yeah. Already eight states. In the, in the United States to have flag football as a sanctioned sport. 17 yeah. universities out there, NAIA schools that offer flag football as a scholarship. I mean, awesome. there are girls out there who are signing their letter of intent to play football. Yeah. And it's a reality. Yeah. And it's just, I'm just trying to get it to where Oklahoma can see that this is a possibility. Yeah. And, 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 just jump right in. We love football know? here, right? So, yeah. that, I mean, you're in the right place. Uh, how do you get to, like, a, you know, you said that the state is, like, a sanctioned, you know, state. How do you get to that? Like, how do you get to the being the level of, you know, like a Florida or what? Like, what does that take? Um, well, out of the eight states, I believe six okay. of them, maybe seven. I know Alabama's one of them, but seven of them have NFL affiliates in those states. They have NFL teams that are initiating NFL flag and they're they're trying to um, get that particular state sanctioned with the the, the governing school body. And um, they've been successful in those areas. Um, We don't really have that here in Oklahoma. Um, But the NFL, I believe, of course, they're trying to get more women on board. They also have a plan to make women's flag at an Olympic sport by 2028 in Los Angeles. Yeah. So there you, there's a lot more women's flag. You, you'll see like ads and, and, and a push. Title IX just turned 50 last year and there's just a new frontier of, of yeah. sports for women and that's to me that's football. And we don't necessarily have that kind of push here. And if somebody doesn't do anything, then we probably might be the last of the 50 states to adopt it versus the first 10 or or 15. And it's one of those things where I've said before, I I can't wait for somebody else to do it. Why not me? Yeah. So, so how how does how do people get involved? And in? how do they have if someone's listening that has a daughter or a son? No, sorry, son has is a father of daughters, and they mm-hmm. thought they were going to have sons, and they think <laughs> that hey, you know, I've got a few athletic daughters that mm-hmm. I want to build, you know, want to get into, want to do flag football together, and, and also have something that you know they can do together, right? And have a connection. Like, how do they get involved? They can go to strikeleague.co, okay. and we have an RSV, RSVP button. Um, where they can register and that'll put them on a database and we can see what grade they're in and ask them all kinds of different questions so you know so we can get a proper gauge of where to, to slot them in once these leagues come into play and we have all the information we got rules regulations we got a um, football glossary just in case just it's just a, a place where you can visit and kind of learn the game a little bit and we have these things called try-ins, which are these sessions where it's not necessarily um, a tryout, where there's a, a, yeah. a limited number of spots that you got a, a bunch of people are trying to make, whereas it's more like an open house for football. We just come in and see what it's about, see what we're doing. And each week is 
this progressively adds on to the week prior and we got a, a page that describes everything about the try-in and what we're trying to accomplish what they need to bring um to fill out a waiver and whatnot but um yeah if you just follow us on our socials um and sign up through our website and yeah yeah sweet well dude thanks so much for coming down sharing you know sharing your story and sharing Appreciate the plan it, like it's uh you know I, I love doing stuff like this when it when it's at the beginning right because yeah. in five six eight ten years time we get to do this again and we get to challenge how much it's grown yeah and you know your daughters are getting older and how much they've enjoyed it and the, you know just i love seeing the beginning of something and i appreciate you coming in and sharing the stories um for people listening i'll put the links to the website, social media, so you can go check that out uh, and get involved, right? And and you know it's it's nerve wracking showing up to to uh, to try something, and so bring a friend, you know, yeah, come, exactly. come together, come in pairs, come in, you know, come as a group and enjoy it and uh, try something new because you know athletics at a young age is, is super important, and yeah. um, you know I I obviously. You know, I, I grew up playing golf since the age of six and soccer as long as, or, you know, football as long as I can remember. And, you know, I've got lifelong friends from that. And like yeah. you said, from your coaching, you've got the same too. So, um, yeah, for people listening, I'll put the links in the description and um, we'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing an Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahoma.com. OklahomaHOF.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at OklahomaHOF. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation, amazing sponsor. They do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma and without their support, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. And our third sponsor is Diffie Ford Lincoln down in El Reno. Now, this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine, um, play a lot of golf together. I've bought my cars from them do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. This episode is presented by the Choctaw Nation. The Choctaw people have a rich history and a bright future. At the Choctaw Cultural Center, you can take part in a story 14,000 years in the making. Stroll through our immersive exhibits portraying Choctaw life from the moment our ancestors emerged from the Nani Wayhai in Mississippian homelands to the Trail of Tears, where we lost so many loved ones, and finally to the modern-day tribe making a positive impact on local communities throughout southeastern Oklahoma. Try your hand at our social dancing and stickball and learn more about our vibrant culture through demonstrations, workshops, and classes. The kids will have a blast in our Luxie Activity Center. The Choctaw Cultural Center is more than a museum. It's a living, breathing experience. Visit ChoctawCulturalCenter.com to plan your visit. This episode is brought to you by Hope is Alive. Hope is Alive exists to radically change the lives of drug addicts, alcoholics, and those who love them. Join us on August 11th at the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum for a celebration of hope featuring guest speaker Tim Tebow and musical artist Ben Fuller. Find out more and get your tickets at HIA10.com. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.